Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Hobbit Bites. I am one of your hosts. I am Trey. And with me, as always, is Jake. I'll smite you if you touch Trey. It's me. Wow. I've never felt so protected. Uh, also, we have a special guest today. Uh, Derek, say hello. Hello. Okay, that was all right. Uh, would you? So, what are you, what are you doing? What exactly do you do here? Uh, I talk about cards. No, so I um, specifically what I uh, have been doing lately, as relates to the Lord of the Rings adventure card game, is we launched a new community blog recently uh, called Bagshot Row, and so um, besides being here to talk about the new expansion and the card game we love with you guys. I uh, wanted to come on the podcast and make sure everybody knew to come and check out the new blog. Uh, we're going to get all kinds of great articles lined up, which we'll talk more about in a second, but yeah, bagshotrow.wordpress.com. I'm sorry. I messed that up. <laughs> Bagshot, bagshotblog.wordpress.com. Bagshot row was taken. Oh, really? imagine that. There's a band called Bagshot Row. Did you guys know oh, that? Oh, that's pretty cool. No, Did I have to check do, it out. Like Lord of the Rings songs or something? Or? It sounds like uh, mediocre pub rock, but I didn't give them much. Of, I didn't give them much of a shot, so I might have to give them another shot, and maybe they'll grow on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> that funny. <laughs> and we and uh, Trey and I are are um, future contributors. <laughs> that's the, right. Yes. Yeah. I, there's already I, some great posts on there. Yeah, yeah, your background I, I, check, your background check passed. You got the, you know, thumbprint clearance. Good. So just whenever you guys are ready, you can start cranking out articles. Did you oh, get yeah. my uh, drug test? I mailed in. My, uh that hasn't come back yet. Sample. Is there anything I need to worry about? No, no, it's just, a, it's just a little sample. Hopefully, no old Toby's gonna show up. Nah, <laughs> it, it's it's his pots and pans. <laughs> <laughs> or pot and pans. <laughs> All right, keeping us on track with the reference. <laughs> All right. Uh, Either way, so welcome to the show. Thank um, you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so if you've been living under a rock, uh, mm-hmm. Campaign 3's out. Yay! Huzzah. On Steam, at least. Sorry, I should clarify. It's on Steam. But they did say console players will see it soon after New Year. And as I, I will say, this isn't... I don't think this will be as big of a wait because this is more of waiting for Nintendo or, you know, whatever company's in question to clear it. Because I have... I've dealt with other indie games that were on several and it's always the steam comes out a little bit before the other ones because they have to uh there are more stringent checks in place for the various devices for sure and if you want them all to come out at once and you need to wait for all three yeah of the big the big boys so i would but it should be shortly after new year or whenever it gets around to being checked which i, w- I would say it's probably out of asthma day's hands mm-hmm. on this one I feel like I've learned so much just about game production following this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so many, like the interview we did with Tim on the blog, like he talked a lot about the distribution model of the work that they do at Fantasy Flight Interactive and what Asmodee does and what some of their subcontractors do. And now learning about like the distribution of games across these different platforms. It's all very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I have nothing to add to that. Just like <laughs> Well, yeah. So, uh, spoiler-free overall thoughts on the campaign. If anyone, if either of you, have, am I the only person who's fully played through it? I have not played through the whole thing. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, I haven't either. I've only gotten through Quest One, in fact. Um, but I can say just from that one, I was I was very impressed. Um, I love the presentation. I thought that all the interior locations are really really cool. They changed up the soundtrack. Um, one thing we knew kind of going in was that there weren't going to be any orcs, and so it was cool to see all these new enemies. Um, so yeah, having only completed the first quest, I'm super excited, and I can't wait to finish uh, the rest of the campaign. I am. Yeah. Sorry, continue. I was just going to say I, I love the murder mystery vibes that's that's going on. That's yeah. And um, and they're changing up some mechanics, you know, like with the whole um, battle of wits or battle of wills or something, or I don't know. Well, it uh, it's the it's basically like the specter keyword, I think it was, or spectral keyword from the uh, physical game. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Where, Where it's you, like you're you're attacking with your willpower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say, if you've not done Quest Two yet, that one's gonna feel very familiar to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, because. If you played the physical game, at least. It, well, they was, made. Uh, they are we made still in spoiler-free of... territory? Yeah, you know. Okay. Well, we'll. Never mind. Oh, we'll pass over that one and just. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I remember Tim or somebody referencing the quest from the tabletop that kind of inspired them, and I was going to ask you if it was that one. But if we're trying to avoid spoilers, I shall hold my tongue. Yeah. We'll just. Maybe we'll come back to it like a little bit later whenever we're talking about other okay. things. But we'll get to the danger zone. <laughs> danger All right, zone. So what of the new cards have you guys been trying? I oh. dove right into a Hobbit deck. So it was Frodo, Sam, and Tom. And let's see, what did I... Tr- the one I was really impressed... Now, first of all, I pl- only played on um, adventure mode or narrative mode, narrative difficulty. And so, you know the deck wasn't really put to the test because I was drawing those two cards every turn. And, you know, having said that, I felt like the MVP for me was uh, Pity State as Hand because playing, among other cards, but playing with the Hobbits, you don't have a lot of firepower. I played almost strictly Hobbits, um, including allies. Give me a minute. I've actually, uh, I'm trying to find that one right quick. It's in the photo pack. Okay, it's in the. I, I've I've definitely heard. I'm. I just didn't. So while you're looking for that, I'll just say real quick that okay, pity state of hand it. is grant fleeting to up to two wounded minions. Okay. Yeah, level two spirit card, one cost, and and like I said, when you're playing Hobbit, you don't have a not very punchy. Like Sam, Sam got pretty buffed up over the course of the game because mm. I gave him I gave him Sting. He's got his ability, and then like there was one of the um, hazard hazard triggers that gave him plus one attack so he got kind of beefy but for everybody else they're swinging for nothing and so being able to get rid of two bad guys for one cost at the end of the round was was clutch yeah i just want to say you're saying hobbits aren't very fighty but i ended up like just including sam purely because he's a great combatant Mm. so like maybe not the others but sam is sam is a beefy boy (laughs) <laughs> like yeah getting well one, one trick i figured out early on uh, which you guys i'm sure got right away was the buff stays as long as he is guarding so like i mm-hmm. put stalwart on him and let him guard to buff up and then i could attack with him if he didn't or end up just use uh you can use the same works with uh fatty's ability you can guard right, with fatty's right. ability and then attack with him uh but i actually found myself i did use him for defending a lot but uh mm-hmm. there's the um i think it's called a good point which is mm-hmm. the zero cost gain counter? Just throwing one of those on there, and he can ki- and he hits the four health mark, which can some you know that's like a good mark often. 
a lot of things go down at four health for some reason. Yeah, four attack. Just, you mean. Yeah. yeah, sorry, four attack. Oh, yes, definitely. So, like, because he's got the three and eight and then the one from counter, and he's guarding anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing is, so I actually purposefully went out and unlocked pretty quickly his uh, card. The pots and pans? Yeah, pots and pans, which for those who don't know, because it is a new card, it's the two-cost leadership attachment. It's a special attachment, and it's at end if you have zero resources, restore two health, Sam only. It's a very good card, I think, uh, in the sense of it's good if you build around it. So uh, I had a card with a bunch of ways to like dump resources. So things like the Longbeard Mac Maker. Yeah, that's um, great. Which you spend a resource for his power. Yeah, you spend a resource for his power. And then you spend a resource to ready Aragorn. And then, oh, you know, yeah. you're trying to guard with Sam is like your key, your main and you're using him and you're just, uh, and then whenever you need to, I also included Rossiel because she actually is a good way to just spend resources if you need to. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's and cool. then with all of that, I've actually found that I still had room for the extra resource gain of, uh, build a pony. And I was still spending every turn cause that's a two leadership deck. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but Rossiel was, you know, you can dump resources with her a lot of the time with her ability yeah. of like, uh, bound, you know, healing with a Noldor, uh, the Noldor restore to health. I can't think what they, you know, um, I mean, the caregiver or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Lodger's caregiver. Yeah. Uh, so I actually yeah, found I mean, it was a pretty good, uh, card. I think. What were you calling this? Like your your pothead Sam or something? Pot. <laughs> Or is it your dark horse? Is this the dark horse you're talking? Uh, about? I referred yeah. to it as dark horse just because I didn't. There wasn't an in community name for it yet. But if we're gonna call it like you know pothead Sam, maybe that'll. I like dark horse. That's nice. Uh, but... Yeah, it was yeah. just it was just because it was uh, the I just transferred terminology from another game. Yeah, it's like an uh, the Arkham Horror game in particular. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, pots and pans seems cool. I can't wait to unlock it. It's like it covers his innate sort of uh, weakness sam's innate sort mm -hmm. of weakness is that he's going to get it attacked a lot if you're going to defend with him a lot and so mm -hmm. yeah either you're running rasiel with the caregiver or you're running um the minstrels which got nerfed which we'll probably talk about or you're running arwen or somebody or you don't have to worry about any of those lore, that lore stuff and just go with this once you unlocked it that's right i also really enjoyed playing the synergy between uh, adventuring hobbit and uh, frodo and so i found playing through quest one at least a couple times per location, a hazard or something would pop up and Frodo could kind of lay back in stealth mode. And then once the time was right, he could clear that hazard uh, in one shot since he's through three willpower. And then I'd end up with two resources between him and the adventuring hobbit. So, Oh dang, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. So the adventuring hobbit is a little bit pricey to get on the table, but once you, once you do that, uh, you start raking in the dough. And so I, again, I only got to play the one game on, on easy, but I, I found the synergy worked. The resource manipulation Hobbit trickery was really, really cool because we brought out Bilbo's cloak so to keep Sauron's down. Then we brought out cleverness to keep his resources even lower. So I'll be interested to um, keep playing with that Hobbit deck and see what happens in the later quests. And then also once I, my, my normal mode is to go through on easy and then after I finish the campaign, go through it again on the next difficulty. Um, so it'll be kind of cool to see how that deck changes and or and if it can even hold up uh, against the more challenging modes. Mm -hmm. I will. 
Do you know what else Adventuring Hobbit has gone really well in? Uh, Enlighten me. Reinforcement. I was just going to say reinforcement. <laughs> that, that, I forgot about that's your go-to deck. I know, well, I know. I'm, I'm probably a little bit... That's like, you know, spirit weapons are evil and reinforcements. My two lines <laughs> on the show. Uh, but... So basically, it it's just... It's gotten to the point where we have... Because what's better than cheating a three-cost ally out every time with reinforcements is cheating a four-cost ally out every time with reinforcements. Objectively better, yep. So I actually just have found I'm actually able to cut the original allies I had because there's just bigger ones now. That's cool. <laughs> and and like if you're running build a pony and all that stuff, um, or even even the Frodo shenanigans with with the adventuring hobbit, you're you're rich anyway. So it's like not even a big deal if you like hard draw one of those four cost guys. Oh yeah. Or a turn anyway with with Bill. So that's pretty cool. Uh well what about Raise the Shire? Someone rent one random Hobbit ally. You well you could get that guy too. Yeah, yeah, I wound. I only yeah. played that once yesterday. Yeah, you could you could obviously get the Adventuring Hobbit, but I got I got Farmer Maggot, which is nice because I also got a doggy. Oh yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Little I'm used poochie. to like I'm used to like Hearthstone rules where whenever you summon something outside of playing it, like the play effect doesn't trigger. Oh, that's, that's not true. true for this game. Oh, right. always, it always seems a little weird for me. And I the, arri- the arrival effect myself. still goes. Yeah. 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 Well, for my part, I've been enjoying um, Night of the White Tower a lot. And I, I said, too, when we were talking about it before, that I really wanted to build like the fatty Night of the White Tower deck because Night of the White Tower, if you don't remember, is um, ha- is a one-cost leadership ally that has three attack, two willpower, six health, but he can't defend, and you get plus one threat if you try to engage an enemy, basically. And so the whole idea is that you can still, even though he can't push the defense button to guard, you can still put guard on him with like lock shields or fatty. Um, I think those are the only two, right? Um, I did have a, I did have a quick little question that I was wondering, have you tried uh, questing with him yet? Does that work? Yeah. A questing does not raise your threat, Hmm. but the, the battle of wills or whatever thing where you're, where you're in. Yeah, that does. Cause it it says uh, when using attack or willpower versus an enemy. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he's he's just balling. He's been really great. Just been using Fatty to I, I put him in a in a Fatty Boromir Sam deck, I think, which is, I know, like random assortment. But um, but yeah, it's really cool because then you can you can also put use Fatty to get the guard on Sam if you need him to if you don't get the Knight of the White Tower right away. And uh, so it's just kind of nice little interplay there. And um, yeah. And then also with um, Boromir, occasionally you can trigger Boromir's um vanquish to put guard uh, what is it block to put block onto knight of the white tower as well and plus one attack so it's like lots of little mini synergies there and it's been cool hmm. i'm excited to try a gondor deck real soon or Gond- yeah you know there aren't enough cards to do like a full gondor deck but some, something something gondor on adjacent mm-hmm. well we just uh do we have any high cost gondor uh because uh have you do you see the horn of gondor like uh-huh. Have you seen? Yeah, uh, it's for those who don't know or haven't seen it. Yet, it's Boromir's award card. Uh, it's the Horn of Gondor. It's a special attachment, one cost, and it's each time a character is defeated, minus one cost to every Gondor in your hand to a minimum of zero Boromir only. So the point of it is, it's you know you get like your if 
you know, your high cost Gondors, and then you just play cheap things and hopefully yeah, cool. get cheap big things. I like that from a thematic point of view too, because the whole point of the horn was to summon for help, and it's almost like they kind of, in a in my head canon, it's like they're getting a little bit closer every time somebody dies because you can play them more cheaply. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's a little. I do think this is one that's potentially scary in, in terms the sense of, of like in the sense of sense of being like overpowered. Hmm. Well, hmm. it would follow suit from the from the tabletop, but I don't I don't quite see it right now. Well, I just mean because the I mean yes, the tabletop it is destroyed, so I recognize that it's not like you can just bounce something. If it was leaves play, it would be one of the most overpowered cards to ever touch the digital table. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because then it is Rossiel destroyed, so I like can see. Yeah, with Rossiel and even just other, you just play it in a Sylvan deck with like some Sylvan, some Gondor. And you get like your Gondor Sylvan. Yeah, all the bouncing gets gets you a lot of money real quick. Well, thing is, it doesn't work on money, and I find that interesting as Mm -hmm. different from um, the uh, physical game. Is it doesn't give you money, but it has a more global effect. That's true. It only affects all cards in your hand with Mm -hmm. the Gondor trait. So it's it is only usable in Gondor decks, or only usable to you know any real extent if you're running a lot of gondor cards yeah you know looking at the at the gondor allies it would be pretty cool to to have rasiel to kind of get them into your hand because two well one of the really good gondor cards is mablong and he's but he's a two level two lore card which kind of stinks for for you know having a boromir gondor sort of deck but um but the other my other favorite gondor card is what's his face um is urkenbrand gondor or he's Rohan. No, no he's, he's Rohan. Rohan. Oh, the, the other guy, the the guy, the, what, the, the what kind of the Lord guy. of the Rings nerd are you? Deny <laughs> that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I meant Guard of the Citadel guys. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but Guard of the Citadel is, I mean, he's great, and we'll talk a little bit about the card rebalances that they did. But he costs a little more now, maybe in preparation <sighs> for Horn of Gondor. But yeah. well, um, he's still actually better, I think, even with the costing more, because he mm-hmm. costs more, but he's got like an additional health. Mm, um, nice. I think he actually has an additional health and an additional willpower. If I'm not, no, it's just the health. He's a one zero five now. Also, uh, helpful. Squire costs. is always helpful, and he got so, a little bit changed. So yeah, so it anyway. still ends up. He feels better to play sometimes now, because he can he can even take like two hits the turn you play him sometimes. Right. I should think between the. Lack of really expensive Gondor allies and card draw limitations. Hopefully, that would balance out the horn. But I guess maybe we'll that's the point. Is, uh, may the point is Gondor is not going to be. I, I realize I interrupted you. I'm sorry there. It's good. Uh, but I, maybe that's the point is Gondor is going to be more of a fill your hand with cheap things, right? And kind of flood them out, and then they're just going to die pretty quick. But that just right. makes the things in your hand cheaper. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be a lot easier to get out cheap guys. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just have to see what happens once we get it on the table. Yeah. And if that is the strategy, I don't think that the horn is going to be that broken because at worst, if like all of the Gondor cost at most like two anyways, then you're just getting two off on every card, which right. isn't that great. On like, It's not bad, but it's not like game is broken 
please nerf. Mm-hmm. Right. It'll be interesting to see how people uh, pull off the requirements for unlocking it, because you have to deal 20 damage using only the Gondor trait in one round. So, hmm. I mean, you don't. It just means you have to not attack. You can still have the non-Gondor characters in play. You right. just have to only use the Gondor characters for the damage dealing. Other things can still like quest. Right. Right. I was just trying to think of uh, how that would work. Like, which would be your choice allies to fill up that much damage in one round uh probably um well you got like your knights the white between knights well you've got faramir and boromir seem pretty obvious there's six yeah uh and then i guess you'd want something leadership so you can get a knight of the white tower Mm -hmm. Uh, so i guess you end up um i think you'd probably play some like global buffs or weapons oh yeah yeah yeah. I, i don't think it'd be that hard you just have to build around. Like, there are some that you just kind of have to plan to do that. Yeah, it's kind of like the Aragorn thing where it seemed like a lot at first. And then once you actually sat down and built the deck, it wasn't that bad. It was, it for me, it was, I guess, no, I'm thinking it was bad simply because I had to do it like twice. Oh, because <laughs> two whole times. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I had to do it once because, and then I did it successfully. And then the game crashed. And this was. Earlier uh, on, so servers were buggy, and then it didn't actually let me finish the game. Oof. So I just I got frustrated at that point, uh, and went and started playing something else because I didn't feel like trying again. But the next time I actually tried, it worked fine. It was just so it wasn't a huge deal, really. <laughs> yeah. Something I am kind of disappointed about. I know this is off, but uh, Ra- uh Rossiel, uh, mm-hmm. her. Ability, I can't tell if this is meant intended or not, but last I checked, Friendly Bird is not unique, and she can't bounce it. Mm, yeah, like Because I built a deck that was like designed, or one of the things it had, this was actually, it, okay, one of the things it had, it was not designed explicitly, this was actually something I just kind of stuck in Dark Horse Sam, but point is, she, I would play Radagast, and then the goal was to then bounce whatever he summoned to, like, you know, repeat that powerful arrival. Uh, but it doesn't let you. Huh. It And I don't know why, and if it's just because it may not, I can see why they might do it from a balance perspective, but more so, I mean, like, what the computer logic is behind it. Like, yeah. you know, not. Um, that bird has a name. To. His name is Helpful. It's it's friendly. Please, bird. please call me friendly. friendly. His name is Mr. Friendly. Mr. Friendly was my father. Please call me friendly. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Yeah. It's actually it's like his first name is Friendly, and then his bird is is just his last name. I'm That's sorry. his Christian name. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Mr. No, bird. he actually changed it to Bird. It was uh, Birdstein or something. Yeah. <laughs> Burden the Birdenstein birds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Burdenstein birds talk about strangers. Yeah. I mean, did you did you bring that up on Discord? I didn't, but I also it. don't know, like, because I'm not, I'm still not sure if that's. Like, I'm trying to just think of or figure out whether that's a glitch or an intended. Yeah. Uh, an intended. I'm sure it's an accident. Uh, you say that, except those are like I think they did prior have some. Def- uh, some protections against bouncing things that didn't start in your deck. Sure, and I've also been sure about other things before. But they also, uh, <laughs> they changed that in the recent, uh, in the new, like, uh, in the new card changes. 
they changed some of them, not the actual cards themselves, but it was in like the bug fix section. They changed some of them to allow you to like things that didn't start in play. Huh. And you know what's funny is I was because I was thinking about the farmer maggots summons. Um, they used to all cost zero, but now they all cost one. And so now, so yeah, I was thinking I that was that's why they did that. Yeah, exactly. It's because so. they wanted a price to bounce it. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll ask them. We'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see who done it. But I mean, I, I'd be fine if it's just you aren't allowed to bounce these. I was just trying to figure out what. I mean, the same would apply to like they did the same thing with uh, all the dogs. Oh right. Because you know, and I mean, the same thing would apply for those, and I'd be except they're unique anyways. They can't bounce. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, never mind what I said earlier. But Mr. Bird solved the case. <laughs> yeah. The Birdenstein Bird is in fact ununique. He is completely like all other birds. Mm -hmm. And, and, and squirrel, squirrel is, yeah, the helpful squirrel is also just a random squirrel. So he's I don't the, know why they can't be bounced. He's just the evolution of helpful squire. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> That's his. Uh, are, yeah. are you sure that doesn't go the other way? That the squire doesn't turn into the. <laughs> it depends. Or, sorry, that you... the squirrel doesn't turn into the squire. It depends. The helpful, it's like well, a... it's like helpful squire, and then I think like guard of the citadel is his final form. I mean, to be fair, I think the squirrel is like better than the squire. So maybe... <laughs> yeah. Well, what happens is he gets kissed by a princess. And then... uh, okay, yes. Anyway, let's. We're getting way off. <laughs> <laughs> Are we finally getting to the real topic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, to actual topic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely think. I think that the uh, it's a very powerful effect, the bouncing Rossiel does. Sorry, mm -hmm. and I can understand if they want to set restrictions on it. Have you? Have, how? So y'all have said you'll try, or you know, you've tried Rossiel. Mm -hmm. I have. So, what was your general thoughts on? Um, you got to have money. That's my first thought. Is like it, it is pretty expensive, but I love that. Um, sort of like a, a thing that I overlooked is that she, she gives the next ally surge, which is, it's not always useful. It's, but it's a really nice little bonus to be able to replay, for example, um, the uh, Rovanian outrider and deal two damage to something. And then also attack with the Rovanian outrider right when he, right when he comes into play, if you've, you know, bounced something. And, um, and that's, that's been cool. Um, but I've yeah. actually not gotten to use that a lot because I always bounce the prior turn and play it like you know at the beginning of my next turn or something mm -hmm. like uh the... Dude, so, sorry back it up do you are you saying rovanian outrider or westfold outrider probably the westfold one okay okay it's westfold is the one you're thinking of okay. yeah sorry was, rovanian was confusticated. is a spirit thing or something <laughs> sorry okay westfold outrider i've forgotten all the card names um westfold outrider is the one cost two zero three uh mm -hmm. with arrival deal two damage to an undamaged enemy there you go. Or minion. So yeah, you can play him. He deals two damage to to an undamaged minion, and then he can attack immediately if you've bounced somebody with Rossiel. Um, That's cool. That round, and it's it's great. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I tried to make the the sort of uh, dream work of of um, of uh, what's what's the man? I'm forgetting everybody's name. The one that that subtracts the threat, you know, like um, the handmaiden or something like that. Yeah, right? Gladriel's handmaiden. Yeah, the handmaiden. I'm, I'm, I tried to also play that with Glorfindel, so that way we can get that threat reduction, and and mm -hmm. that kind of works. But um, 
it's just hard to really build around like one effect like that because you have to just make sure that you're drawing it early. Otherwise, you're you know if you've built your whole deck around that one ally and they don't show up, it's you know it's not going to happen. Obviously, mm. so that's the that's one drawback is i feel like those are dreams of having like this this like um you know uh, this ally doing something every single turn um right out of the gate and having a super effect on the game that's probably not going to happen what the reality is is that you're just kind of whatever you draw first that's going to be like the thing that you're probably going to be bouncing a lot um, i mean in, in my experience so far you also that's why you don't just have one thing you want to bounce you have a yeah, bunch of right. things that have a super effect on the game and then you bounce them Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, also, that whole thing about building your deck around one card, uh, that's like my whole building strategy. <laughs> that's your deal. I mean, you, you see it with like the dark horse thing. I'm just like, yeah. Or, you know, like, uh, with pots and pans, where, you know, sure. I'm like, I'm going to build a, I see, I see a lot in this. I'm just going to build a whole deck that tries to get this out and ditches resources. Uh, and then the same thing with kind of reinforcements. Although, to be fair, each of those decks still kind of worked without that piece. Yeah. In the case mm -hmm. of, like, uh, in the case of reinforcements, I've, I try to have cards, like, I already included before, uh, Raise the Shire. Mm -hmm. Because it's a way to just, it's a cheap ally that isn't actually an ally. So it doesn't interfere with your uh, polls. But it does allow you to have something to play earlier on mm -hmm. um and then as far as the other one i you can still ditch, ditch resources whether or not you get healed for it so yeah and back to rossiel the, uh, there's there's like two more things i wanted to say about her is i guess you can you can also kind of run into the opposite trap of like wanting to include every arrival ability that there is and then and then you're kind of like have you know you don't you don't save room for like the good allies <laughs> or like the other allies that have more of an impact um, so that, so just, you know, be careful with that. I would say you want to have several arrival abilities, but maybe not all of them. Just pick, you know, choose I the think, ones that make sense. I think you can have, uh, you're also like, I think if you're purely relying on her, maybe, but you also have things like the tree people. So I think if you're actually burrowing into it, you have places you can go sure. to supplement or reason you. You uh, if you have other reasons to return things to your hand, more arrivals might be beneficial. But if you're just relying on her, then I'd say maybe like maybe four. Honestly, if you're just trying to start with one, mm -hmm. you can make do with yep. just like uh, the threat one and the I don't know something else. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say was just that uh, I have used her to like reset Bjorn. Or no, you can't reset Bjorn to reset um, not Bjorn. I don't know some other card like like the the knight the white tower knight or whatever to just reset those big health non-unique allies um if they're getting low just bring them back resets their health and you're good to go for for the future there you go so have y'all have y'all tried greenwood defender yet it's the one cost two attack zero willpower three health oh, yeah Arrival, i got him in, I got him in for i got him in for one round and I wasn't real impressed. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of cheap allies, and I should be interested to see him perform in a Sylvan deck or a, you know specifically a Rossiel deck. But yeah, he was nothing to write home about because it's did cool. You, what deck but did you use him in? He was just filler on the if I can remember correctly. I think he was filler on that Hobbit deck, um, mostly because I just wanted to try another new card, and I was running leadership, so I put him in. So 
so like I said, I think in a more appropriate deck, he get more usability. Um, but just just kind of throwing him in the deck, there wasn't anything too uh, spectacular about him. Yeah, mm. if you didn't have Rossiel, I can see it. The big thing with him is uh, he actually was really good in a Rossiel deck. Yeah. Whenever I used, or you know, because he was one of the cards I had in my, you know, I don't know. I the reason I've been talking about this deck is honestly because it's like I've tried maybe two decks since because I just kind of built this deck and then just took it through. I I built this deck and then just kind of worked on it through the uh, campaign. Mm-hmm. So then it did. But either way, um, the big thing about this is you. It's a lot of enemies. And the majority seem to have like two attack or, you know, that or less, right? Mm-hmm. So the big thing is um, you play him, he absorbs a hit, then you can bounce him pretty much immediate, or, you know, you bounce him or you don't actually normally immediately, but you like then guard with Sam or something, or you play him on the last enemy so that then you bounce him and not only does he reget the guard thing to be able to happen, but he also doesn't. It's it's almost like his arrival is arrival. He takes some damage, and it's still your turn because he surges because of Rossio. No, no, because I just mean whenever you play him, uh, Sauron then will attack into him. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he just has normal surge as well, but he also wastes and he just he's actually a really good card, assuming you have the capability to bounce him. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's the good thing about any guard character, though. Really, um, to be kind of devil's advocate, uh, is that like if they just have guard, then they have guard. And so I'd rather maybe even you can still bounce those guard characters too, and you don't have to like worry about replaying them. Yeah. Uh, first of all, he's cheap. He's actually, I think now with the other nerfs, he's actually, I believe, the cheapest guard character in the game. Do they do they make guard of the citadel yeah. costly? Yep, it's two cost, and that's the oh I was saying. It's two cost and one zero five. Uh, mm-hmm. but so he's the cheapest in the game so but also he has the additional attack none yeah, of the others I, should, I was going to say have. that too attack does make a big difference um, and then also the the health mm-hmm. while it's not as much that's why it's in a guard deck specifically otherwise he's a little bit he's just a little flimsy but if you're bouncing him the, the yeah, if matter. you're bouncing him then it's not a huge deal I don't I don't think there's a He's just in a in a Sylvan deck. There's, um, he's he's one of the better guards. Okay, I'll I'll accept it. Speaking of bouncing, I would like to hear you guys' thoughts on the gaffer because I um, I enjoyed the synergy between his power and the um, the other card I mentioned, Pity Status Hand, and also uh, Back to the Dark. Is that what? It's, yeah, Back to the Dark. Even though that got picked up a little the cost went up that's still a really good card for a non for a less fighty deck uh so i liked gaffer for those reasons but i wonder what you guys thought of him in other contexts if you've had the chance you, to try him you haven't played the rest of these quests correct do you mind a minor uh mention about some of the themes not at all re- okay these quests have a lot of evil cards shuffled into your deck so oh, for that boy. reason, the old gaffer is kind of terrible because you have to draw <laughs> him again. And before you draw him again, you're going to draw like swarms. Like like Sauron, no kidding, has like a one-cost card that's just like shuffle three curse cards into your opponent's deck. <laughs> and some of them are things like two-cost cards where 
either you play this or you hold it into your hand and you just die or something. It's just dumb stuff like that. Well, like, I mean, dies and like it starts killing your characters. So I'm just saying like, you can't, this, this is not a quest to be trying to like shuffle things into your deck. So I'd be interested because, yeah, because I tried that, like the first quest or something. I had like, you know, the old gaffer and I was like, I'm never seeing, or not the first quest. It was like, either way. I'm never seeing this guy again. Like, because <laughs> he's buried under a stack of terribleness. I mean, yes. So the point is, this, because there's the whole, I'd be interested to try him in like an older quest. But for this quest, at least, he feels like, or these, this campaign, he feels counterintuitive. Because mm. mm. to get him, you have to do the thing you least want to do. Especially, it gets worse as the campaign goes on. Like, it really picks up around three. And then, you know, four and yeah. five, it's like, you can't draw a good card. Uh. He, see, he seems, other, uh, you know, other than that, he seems like an interesting tool in the whole exhaustion thing, which to me seems very lore instead of spirit. So, but, you know, if you're doing lore and spirit kind of combo thing, he seems like an interesting tool. I'm, I, I haven't tried him yet. He seems, my first thought is just that it, it seems hard to pull off because you need to definitely play him like behind a guard or something because he's target number one. Oh, yeah, with only it's two squished. Health. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't, you know, use his power if he's, if you did. Yeah. If he's a white. You Which know. is probably why you want to play him at the end of the turn and not, you know, and then just uh, return him as the first action. Or he's also, I guess you could play him before traveling. Probably be an interesting method of, in the same way that you but like, he, if, but, can wow. stack preparations before traveling. Oh, oh, I see. You play him down. I thought you meant you. No, I mean like traveling. you play yeah. him and then you travel, and then for your first action at the new location, you just get to exhaust something. Yeah. Or if you're playing uh, Rasiel, and you, he keeps you, trying to talk, and I think we're both interrupting him. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just keep saying or. Or we let Derek talk. Go ahead. Well, thank you. The time I was most successful with him was, as you guys said, using guarding up Sam, then dropping him in, letting Sauron attack, and then the next round using his ability to exhaust whoever was left, uh, especially if there's like one guy left. And then you can just go ahead and use uh, Petty State as hand or Back to the Dark. So that's what he was most successful. But yeah, we'll continue to yeah see that's how he good, goes man. as uh, the as the deck evolves. And they will mm-hmm. evolve. <laughs> I need you to think play. this is. And you can, you can, I can see him in a, I can see him in a Rossiel deck where you you bounce somebody else and then you play him because you you don't have to ba- you don't have to bounce the same character in order to get the surge or whatever the. Oh know, yeah, that's cool. surge with that would work really well. Yeah, well, it because you still have to under such a situation, your first action then would still have to be, uh, use Rossiel. So you'd have to take whatever mm-hmm. attack you'd probably, I guess, unless you've got something like uh, the uh, Urkenbrand up, you'd have to take an attack just brute. Um, yeah, can't think of mm-hmm. may like you just have to tank it. I guess would be the, uh, but ideally, sure. you know, yeah. I guess maybe you have something Some like Urkenbrand up, so he's got you have a guard already yeah. in existence. But otherwise, maybe right. maybe it's a good idea though, where you still paying off generally if there's like a lot in play i don't know worth trying that's kind of the fun thing about talking about all these cards just you know 20 barely just over 24 hours into the thing releasing it's kind of fun to speculate and then we'll be able to see 
how our opinions change once we get to try more of these cards. Because like Halo Stones looks so cool, um, as as it did mm-hmm. on the tabletop, but I haven't tried it yet, so I'll be interested to see how it actually plays out. I I am interested. Just mm-hmm. quickly going back to Gaffer for a second. Sure. He is. I like the fact that they're actually uh, experimenting a little more with shuffling things into your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's as much as in these quests you can. That's probably not a great strategy. Uh, I'd like to see how it works out in like older ones or even future ones where you aren't killed by your own deck. Uh. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? It, it would be cool. I don't know if they if they, you know, thought of this, but I'm sure they did. But um, I, I should just say it. Um, <laughs> Aristore, Aristore. Does Aristore? Uh, let you discard some of those actually, cards. No, I didn't actually try that because I don't gen- like I didn't have him in my deck. Uh, but he probably does, and that would actually cut down on because co- like because like one of them, like I said, was something like uh, two cost deal one damage to each of your characters Yeesh. at the end of each round if it's mm-hmm. still in your put hand. So you basically like mm-hmm. just you get rid of it or things just start dying, and that's like. Two thirds of your turn, just. Yeesh. Yeah, it's. Uh, and then he just, it was also your draw, by the way. So have fun. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he it it really hurts your draw, but also like makes you not want to draw. So I don't know which. It's a really, yeah. it's a and resource sure, choke quest. I'm sure maybe I'll maybe next, maybe. Maybe next podcast we'll we'll go a little bit more in depth with. Oh yeah, my apologies. Um, I this, didn't mean to for this campaign. Spoil that no, for I'm people not. who didn't want to hear it. I'm not scolding you, Trey. I'm just you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, any other cards just kind of stick up out? <laughs> just the hero rewards I haven't unlocked yet. So I'm very I, I love 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 the hero rewards. So I'm excited to uh, spend some time. You know, Christmas holiday starts next week, so hopefully before then. But if not, uh, then I will be able to kind of sit down and get cracking and unlock all those because they all look so so cool. I do. I'm gonna say this one time, probably because I know a lot of people have heard it already. Why? Why could Dagger of Westerness not have been tactics? <laughs> I mean, is it is it that hard to put the good weapons into tactics? Did you miss the flavor text that said "Forget you, Trey"? <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. we we heard, we, we listened. Have, we have two weapons, <laughs> and, we... and it's like both Spear of the Citadel and uh, you know, Dagger of West. Like Dagger of Westerness, as far as boss killer weapons go, is actually probably one of the best. Yeah, for sure. Because it has ambush to ignore the block. So on a you know on a boss mm-hmm. with block, it's almost like three attack. Because you know it's meant to be used against yeah. bosses, obviously. Um, so it's just a great weapon against bosses, and tactics doesn't have that as a tool. Mm-mm-mm. But they have more versatile weapons, like you know, like. Like all the weapons that they have, all the other weapons. I suppose if we if we want to, you know, maybe look at it from 
attempt to look at it from the developer standpoint with lore in mind. Maybe, you know, Spirit's kind of about that inner fire um, destiny determination. So maybe if you're going for that, like, final death blow for the boss, you know, when everything seems dark, maybe it kind of makes sense for Spirit from that perspective. But I realize I'm, uh, that's a pretty thin argument. <laughs> I would also say, like, I'm, I don't, like, there's, yeah, I just, why couldn't it have been tactic? <laughs> or at least, yeah, I, I did. No, I, I think it's a great argument, Derek. I agree. <laughs> yes, agree with the guest. That's rule number one. Uh, I d at least, though, they, <laughs> yeah. did a, they did actually, under the Quest Awards, uh, one of the uh, awards was a, I clicked the wrong one. Let me pull it up right quick. Uh, but the point is, it was a proud hunter. Yeah, uh, which is a special for one cost, and it's Vanquish Grant plus one fate equal to the defeated enemy's cost with a limit of three. So that is interesting That's because awesome. it gives tactics a tacticy way to generate fate, which is something yeah, I'm completely great. down for. I am, but it also doesn't feel like this isn't just get fate, you know. And that's mm -hmm. what that's my main complaint with a lot of the spirit ones is it feels like they're they're not doing it in the clever way. It's more like, passive. Like a spirit weapon that I think would be interesting or good would be, you know, like use your willpower instead of your attack. You know? Mm -hmm. That'd be a spirit weapon. But instead they're just like get tons of attack. <laughs> Well, I mean, to to, to be, be fair, fair. I, I mean, yeah, it, it is strong against villains for sure. But but the other weapons work against villains too. You know, yeah. But anything that's anybody. not a villain, you're killing with events now, anyways. So <laughs> that's true. Or you're exhausting them, or you're whatever. But I don't know. I think I, I think it's fine. I don't know. That's, your that's point. My, your that's point my, is that I don't have any good arguments. It's kind of like web cutter in that it's so specific. Like whereas tech, whereas my tactics point, yeah. is more just about a upgrading your attack value in general rather than being a very specific situation. Yeah, I mean talk about generic like buffs like warrior swords, the spear that just gives have, you plus one attack. They don't plus have one a ton health, of plus you know, like, two. Like plus two attack true. anywhere is very rare. And tack like you know tactics plus your spirit. <laughs> and you have sting. <laughs> um, but tactics doesn't really have I'm don't think except for dwarven axe so if you're not a dwarf you don't get plus two attack anywhere um but in addition the thing with uh this weapon in particular is the one place that spirit was struggling more with fighting was the place that their events didn't cover really i'd say mm -hmm. except here we go something to cover that <laughs> explicit weakness i'm fairly certain uh, spirit, someone's favorite class. <laughs> Playing favorites. So yeah, I mean, I and honestly, proud hunter is a step in the right direction, giving tactics a way to grant fate, if and making it more rounded. Yeah, it's time. it's it's an appropriate way to do sphere bleed. Yes, and that's made that's what it is. It feels inappropriate some of the sphere bleed, but fair fair enough. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's here, so I guess spirits <laughs> the combat class. Get used to it. Um, so, uh, as far as other quest rewards, because I guess we can. So the 
cunning uh investors investigators cunning is very interesting in my opinion and not, mainly mm-hmm. because they must have got this art from a different game because FFI has access to all the Fantasy Flight Games art, and I saw that reward, and I'm like, that is not Lord of the Rings. What is that from? But if you can get over the art and then read the and actually read is the that, art. like Witcher art or something, or L5R, oh, yeah, maybe it could or be something. L5R. Very... But way. anyway, if you can get over the art like me, then yeah, it's I a very didn't cool even card. notice. It's it's a guy <laughs> in a hood reading the letter. Uh, <laughs> And our little image actually has a mouse on it, and now it's bothering me. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess I'm going to read it right quick. Uh, Investigator's Cunning is a one-cost lore event. Discard every treachery. If there are no treacheries, plus two resources. So worst case scenario, this is a, uh, I believe, is it uh, gaining strength? Yeah, because it's one mm-hmm. cost and gives you plus two resources. Yeah. But Otherwise, this is like, this is just a way to just get rid of treacheries. Just now, are we talking about shadow cards or preparation? Treachery preparations in this or game. Both? They're okay. not. Uh, okay. That's exclusively what they are. Uh, you have preparations. Right. Okay. Sauron has treacheries. Can this get? This is an event, right? So, can what's the order of, of operations? I wonder. Can this get canceled by? <laughs> By the yeah. Worst case scenario, doesn't that just mean like it still got rid of the treachery? I guess it wouldn't get rid of every treachery there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I would imagine that that cancel event treachery, whatever that's called, would trigger first. But I mean, I feel like they would they would purposefully make it so it doesn't because hmm. otherwise, this is kind of a useless card sometimes. If it can be beaten by the very card it's meant to counter. <laughs> I mean, to be I, fair, if it is just that one, though, you're still discarding an event to discard the treachery. Yeah. So it ends up kind of resulting in the same thing. I would be interested. Why don't you try that at some point, Jake, and let us know how that went. <laughs> next, <laughs> okay. Ne- next, yes, next stream. That's oh. your goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, actually. You maybe. should do one of those, oh, like, Mythbuster streams other games do sometimes. It's like... <gasps> Set up very specific scenarios exactly. so you can try things that's never going to happen in an actual game. <laughs> <laughs> wow, some shade <laughs> being thrown over. Um, there any... But yeah, that's yeah. Maybe I really am curious about that though. The order, the order of operations there. Uh, are there any other uh, reward? Co- I guess. Oh, I want to talk about this one. Against the shadow. So if y'all, I'm not sure if y'all seen this one yet because you haven't beaten the campaign, but it's the campaign reward. Quit bragging. <laughs> hey, uh, he's, not, he's not bragging. He probably stayed up to like two in the morning. It wasn't two. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was one. one okay, give me, give me some. <laughs> Either way, uh, actually, wait, no, it was two because you were. Yeah, shoot, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What was I messaging? Yeah, and I was thinking, like, how is he still up? And then I was like, nope, it's just 12 where he is. Let's go. West Coast. Uh, but (laughs) against the shadow, uh, it's a one cost neutral event. Grant protect to every character this round. This, uh, you know, those cards that are grant like block to every character this round? Mm -hmm. This is like that, but made better. 
Oh yeah. And it's neutral and costs less. Hmm. Yeah. Seems good. Um, although protect is I know it's one time like, per character goes away. Yeah. Uh, but it's still uh, because you can guard with every character, and you don't you take no damage, assuming you have more characters than they have. I guess see it like every time they Sauron attacks an individual character with something like a hold your ground. I think it is. Uh, yes, which that, is yeah, I just looked it up. It's two cost spirit. spirit. Yeah. Uh, Grant blocked every character. Um, but every time, that's saving one damage per enemy Sauron has. For two costs. Yeah. Mm, this is right. one cost and goes into any sphere, and assuming you just block with every character, you still deal damage to his characters, and you weaken them, and you still have taken no damage. This is, nice. like, I just can't, it's neutral even, so I can't, it's not even like this is the, you know, if it was spirit maybe, then I could, you know, it's at least, it makes sense. It's not like a... You, ha you would have like a heart attack against spirit. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't mind spirit getting spirit cards. <laughs> just not tactics cards. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, no, this is, damage cancellation is something spirit should be able to be good at. I'll say that. No, this is just giving tactics a spirit card. And that's bad too. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, seems good. I mean, um, I don't know, but it, but it is like a it is like um what's the word? Like kind of like um an event that's not necessary. I mean, yeah, I was going to say it's not necessarily part of your plan, but I mean, not dying should probably be part of your plan. Yeah, it's but, just, it's but at the same time, it's not card. going towards something specific. Okay, well, I, yeah, I have one thought. Good. So block, protect goes away after you get hit, right? Yep. So potentially the benefit of a card like Hold Your Ground would be you keep block even after you get the hit. So if that character gets hit again, they're absorbing yeah. that other damage. So I don't know that it's... I still think this is a better except, card. Except, but first of all, m most of the treacheries have been updated so that they oh, yeah, block now. So that was that was one of the main purposes is, is you you thought you were going to get like a spread treachery, or you just in general protected against those. So that was like a side benefit. You play this and you basically canceled the spread treachery. Um. So yes, but now block doesn't even work against those, so you didn't cancel it. And with this, if you guard with each character, then you still deal the damage to it, and everything's still only going to get hit once. Right. It's just... I guess that's... A, assuming you already have a lot of characters, and maybe if you've got like just your heroes and it's a turn one play, you could... You could it would make more sense to play, you know, uh, hold your ground. Yeah. Um... I do think that uh, at least for Gondor stands a chance still. Because mm -hmm. um, it grants an attack buff, so you could at least, you know, make sense there. Yeah. But I just, it's such a crazy card. Yeah. Well, you know, the only counter argument I can think of is Dark Sorcery exists, and therefore all events are. <laughs> no matter what you do, Dark Sorcery shuts you down. 
<laughs> yeah, dark sorcery knows when you have. Just like that one exhaust, the next character that enters, or you know, oh, next so ally that enters play, always hits my Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a jerk. That's Sauron. Except, man, now there's some there's some nasty uh, treacheries out there. Maybe now that's the real point of the events pretty... is that you feel all the worst whenever they get canceled. Because right. whenever this gets canceled <laughs> by dark sorcery. It's so brutal flip. too because it makes you go through the moment. Yeah, that's a table flip moment. Sometimes like like when I'm trying to play common cause, I'll like it'll it'll like still let you go through all the motions. You're like choosing an ally to exhaust, choosing a hero to ready, and like all the different menus. And then it gets canceled after all of that. You're like, Guess what? Can it couldn't you have just canceled it? Well, <laughs> like, no, because I mean, I you, you could have canceled it up to that point. So it's like in theory, if it canceled immediately, then you could check for it. By playing common cause, and then if you if it canceled it, then you just played a zero cost card that got canceled. Uh, but then you could. Yeah, I know. I'm just, but it just makes me go through the motions. Yeah, I was saying, like... but the way it is now, you actually have to go through with playing it. So like, you can't simply start playing it and then cancel it because it wasn't canceled. So you know it's not an event. Hmm. Well, against the shadow, I'm excited yeah. to try it. Um, we'll see if it's truly broken and it starts popping up everywhere. I'm sure that we'll take notice and or just make it a spirit card. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess are there are any other cards of note, y'all are not yet. Uh, Hopefully, soon I'll have more to say. Uh, I guess so. You. Uh, any of, uh, I guess, quickly, any of the updates, like any of the card changes, have y'all? Rebalances. Yeah, rebalances. Errata. The the biggest thing to me are the are like the increase in yep. cost yep. cards, like uh, Lock Shields and Guard of the Citadel, for example, because those are like oh, and Northern Survivor, those were like you auto includes a lot when oh, I was yeah, playing those. Oh yeah, I see. Never mind. I got I got Spearwall and Lock Shields confused. Continue. <laughs> right, and now they're each one more resource cost. So Northern Survivor is three, Lock Shield is one, Guard of the Citadel is two. Um, I like it from a balance perspective, but of course I'm sad to have to pay. I more. mean, I think I actually still <laughs> I would still throw Lock Shields in into a lot of decks, but I think it's actually a fair card yeah. now. I'll say that. Yeah, it makes sense with the with the leadership stuff now that Bill the Pony exists, um, because if you're doing you know level two. Uh, leadership, Bill the Pony's probably going in because he's just that good, even without Sam. And uh, it makes sense to have things a little bit more expensive in that sphere. So yeah, I'm not mad. I've just noticed those. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same in the same boat as you because there were. I'm just so used to not paying for lock shields, and I feel like I kind of just discovered the greatness of Back to the Dark. Um, and so now that I got to pay for them, I'm a little bit upset about that. But that's that's really. It. I think it makes yeah. sense. In terms of balance, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to pay that money, even though I have to. Thoughts on uh, the the minstrel? Mm. Oh yeah, uh, she's still good. That's my only thought. She's still good. She's not infinitely good. Obviously, they changed her so that. She but is only she works, still the is uh, she still the best healing in the game? Uh, I mean, now that we have Rossiel with her bouncing shenanigans and the caregiver, that's a cool strategy. But of course, that's like a synergy it's that you have to build for. Also, two cost per turn. Um, 
and it's a two, two cost per turn. The minstrel's still good because she's still passive, and so you can still use her for common cause to exhaust her, and she's still and and ready a hero, and then she still gets her passive ability, and you can use her for other things that exhaust her, and it's it's fine. So I think she's still really good, but she's not like that. Help me out because I don't see that in the notes. What what was the change? Uh, she was changed so that she can only heal up to her willpower value per turn. Oh. And they changed the willpower value to two up up so from she was, one. Actually, so I take it back. She was kind of buffed. That's true. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, but I guess, so you said you'd have to go at this point, I believe? Yes, unfortunately, I need to okay. say bye-bye here. Well, it was good having you on. We should. Yeah, I'm so glad I finally got to pop on and talk cards with you guys. This was really fun. So, yeah, I would definitely like to do it again. So, okay. so thank you for having and then, me, and uh, make sure... Everyone, you go and visit um, bagshotblog.wordpress.com. There's also links everywhere on Discord, Facebook, Reddit, uh, if you don't feel like typing all those words. And we've got new stuff coming out at least every Tuesday and um, news and things like that popping out throughout the week. So we just I just released an article today about the basics of the guard keyword. So we're looking to have lots of little strategy articles like that for newcomers and then hopefully some more in-depth stuff for the old timers as well. All right. Excellent. Sounds good. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for having. Thanks for being on. Bye. All right. Thanks, Derek. All right. So I guess moving on. So you've tried Mirror of Galadriel mode, right? I have. Okay. What were your general thoughts? I I think the the I don't know if it's the consensus, but from what I've what I'm seeing is that it's a really cool first attempt and a really cool foundation for what might come in the future because as it is right now there's only one location the objective is always like a 15 um i think it's like a 15 willpower objective at least in single player i'm not sure about multiplayer it's probably 30 in multiplayer or or some it's like some multipliers you know applied so and i think the i've tried it like three or four times and i always get the same villain i think too did you get um uh, it's like a snake oh. thing at the end. Well, I mean, uh, I've, maybe because I've gotten like... uh, never. I've done it once, uh, and whenever I did it, I got the spider. It was like one. Oh, okay. It was a. Well, it was different. one of the spiders from like the first uh, campaign, one of the spider bosses. Oh, okay. It gotcha. wasn't uh, the spawn itself, but I think it was like. I don't know. It may have been one of the. Well, what do you think spider. about it? Like I say, troll because it's like the uh, conflict of the Carrick bosses, if you recall the. Uh, Oh, I, yeah. I think of them as the troll they, spiders, yeah. even though they have nothing to do with trolls, just because of that. <laughs> it's like the gotcha. boss fight in the first campaign is, it's got to be trolls, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> well, boss rush, not boss fight, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, I mean, do you like it? I think do you it's, like mirror, the mirror mode? It's pretty good. I think it'll add some pretty good, even as it is, it's going to add some pretty good replayability to the game. So that'll mm-hmm. contribute a lot to it being a reusable, almost like, you know, whenever whenever it's been a while. The best way, you know, just generally, if it's going to be a while before content releases, having something that will always be fresh is a good way of solving that. If it's just going to be random, mm-hmm, for sure. then that random is sometimes a good way of having fresh. Because at the very mm-hmm. least, then it's, you know, doing... Uh, mirrors with friends might be, you know, and also it's a good 
it's a fast way to try a deck out. But you also, yeah. a different deck will excel than because you don't have things like uh, Ever My Heart Rises. Yeah, which, yeah, because there's no travel. Or uh, the the new one actually, or it's not new, but it was still, it's been there, but now it's actually buffed into playability. Uh, ever The Road Goes Ever On, I think it's called, or something. I don't know. That, is that one where you yeah, get a fade it, well, or something? It's not called that. I think that's actually just the flavor text. Um, okay. Point is, it was changed to cost zero. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's The Road Goes Ever On. Okay. Uh, it was changed to cost zero, and the way it works is, I believe, uh, one, whenever you travel, I believe it gives you three fate. Give me a minute. Let me just... Uh, no, sorry. Uh, it gives you three fate after resolving an objective. Mm. Which, yeah, there's only one objective. Yeah, in it would still so be far. So. more iffy. But still, it's uh, interesting. Uh, you know, also, the you know, it's just, I feel like a, it's a very random mode, and I think that's a good thing in terms of replayability. That's my mm, I agree. two cents. Yeah, I would like to see in the future, like I think I mentioned, um, maybe there there could even be a way to utilize Fellowship if you could like uh, buy like modules with your Fellowship, buy like modules for Mirror Mode or something where it's like you can get the the Bree encounter set and like put that in there or something. Or um, I don't know, just a way to like make it more collectible or something without having to, um, without having to be like having to like hunt certain things or whatever, just like another little side thing to spend fellowship on would be nice or, or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. They, cool. they just need to add another set ahead. of fellowship cards. Like I know we have a ton, but there's also a lot of people who are yeah. going into this who don't. So I do recognize it's not mm-hmm. like, and I mean, I also don't, I don't feel like things should be that hard to get a hold of in a game that you're actually like, right. Yeah. I understand why people do it in like free to play games or whatever. Cause you know, you need money. Uh, but in this game in particular, I feel like it's not a huge deal if things are fairly easy to unlock. But Yeah. I, I was just mentioning it more as a way to to keep um, mirror mode healthy and that's, as opposed to keeping the that fellowship. That could be pretty, healthy, yeah. just design some cards meant for it and then allow you to like yeah. select to add these cards. Yeah, that'd be great. Or if there was a mode where you Or could, just let you pick the boss. Maybe, that'd be... Yeah, yeah, or you can maybe assemble a couple of modules together, and then other people can maybe try your yours if you have some sort of link or something. That might that might be crazy to have to save that on a server somewhere, so it might not happen. But um, I don't know, just ways for people to to have a little bit more of a reason to come back, or or as always with any of these any of the scenarios, not just mirror mode. If there was some sort of like leaderboards, that'd be great too. Um, so we can see how well people. Well, are doing that that on, does kind uh, of I, the problem with scoring systems in general is that they discourage certain like deck building styles inevitably because whatever metric you measure by is the metric by which you know decks will be created to and people (laughs) will say oh well this deck can't do x so it must be a bad deck even though it just does y really well and that's the you know sure like that if it measures it by turn any deck which takes a while to get control of the board but still like you know chokes the threat meter is going to be bad but any yeah. deck, or sorry. Yeah, and you know, and I, I, as it is even now, 
I mean, as it is right now, it's random, but it's not like so like there's still some predictable things like the objective and stuff. So there's some ways to still game it. So that might not be the best. But yeah, they just need to add a little bit more uh, variability, which I'm sure they will. And, and it'll probably grow to be something better than it is now. But it's a it's a good first um, at bat. A great way to discard. I, I will. I would like to ask, is it just me or is like, um, are the fate events just pulled or sorry, not fate, uh, but threat events just pulled from like random. I wasn't paying because there were things like that seemed really weird to me at least. Like, oh, like that didn't really go with with well, it was the things types like of minions or something. Uh, there was one I think was from the second campaign or something. It was talking about the orcs shrinking away, and I was like, "There aren't even any orcs in play." Like, <laughs> it, yeah, maybe if they optimize some of that stuff, well, like only have threat events that really well, I don't to, mind you know, if it was random. I was just trying whatever. to figure out whether it was or whether it was just, you know, but it, it was like the event itself was like orcs get plus two attack or something. And I was kind of confused because there were no orcs. So. Oh, you know, what would be cool is if, is if like, um, you can, if there was sort of like a bidding system with fellowship, I know that doesn't change that. Sometimes you don't, you, you, we have nothing to do with all of our fellowship, but if you could like, you know, like you get what you put into the mirror kind of thing. So it's like, like, what if you can like sort of bet that like, okay, I'm going to put in this amount of fellowship. And then at the end that corresponds to your, your award. If you, if you win or something, mm. that might be something like that might be interesting. Um, just a little bit more interactivity is all I'm looking for, you know, with, with um, these new modes and stuff, I think would be great. Yeah, I can I can see that. I think it could it could use it, I guess. But uh maybe even just I think maybe it'd be more of like if you're just looking for a place to put fellowship, something like, you know, uh mirror you can uh you know pay to select what your boss will be for that you know to just pick from the pool yeah. of options yeah i'm not really i don't think it's a huge deal either way because worst yeah. case scenario i just I mean, don't have to worry whenever fellowship set of cards drops <laughs> sure yeah yeah i mean fellowship aside the main thing that that mirror mode needs is, is just to be maybe some more locations and some and some more cards added to it and then it'll it'll be uh you know, like if they changed up the objectives and stuff and it wasn't the exact same set of, of fate events and stuff like that, then yeah. it would be, you know. Uh, I It's it's kind of like, I guess here's the way, if, is on my Switch, I've still not unlocked all the cards. So like there, I've kind mm -hmm. of gotten yeah, a taste either. of the, sometimes the fate starvation, or not fate, but fellowship, like, you know, not making enough. So I definitely recognize mm -hmm. that's not something that should be striven for, but it's also not necessarily bad things. I don't know. There's a balance. I'm sure they'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking too, like if, you know, um, basically all mirror mode needs it, like I said, already 10 times by this point, is like it just needs more variability. Anything else that I'm maybe pitching or thinking of is probably just room for an, a different mode altogether. Like, like because I was going to mention what if mirror mode was a little bit more like, Location after location, like see how far you get, kind of thing. But I'd be then I'd be the, more interested. That's more of a helps in team. a draft mode. Prior to, yeah. Now I do have yeah. draft kind of. So I actually think mirror mode is, uh, great. The one thing it's great for is, uh, mirror mode is probably like the standard that now since we already have the uh, 
draft program community made. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh man, if they added draft, well, that's what I'm saying. Though, like we already have a community made yeah. draft program. Oh, yeah. Well, so we, we could do something like that. We could yeah. now. Uh, well, it's pretty basic and text based. I mean, it could be updated, and probably has to be now that the new campaign's out. Uh, but mm-hmm. it would allow for uh, more. Like, you know, you'd be able to actually, we now have a standardized or random, or sorry, randomized quest to take drafts against. So I feel like that's a great use Mm. for it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Or, I mean, that kind of also makes me think that what if they did like, um, like sort of a slay the spire style, like start with basic cards and do the deck building do the drafting as you play. If we could find 30 terrible Um, cards, the community and some of this stuff, like I think the community could do in regards to if we, if we figure out which cards are like overpowered and those are like your reward cards that you're buying to stick into your deck. Um, Like, like make our own little cube mini cube or something. Yeah. Either way. If there's a lot, I think that could be done with mirror, even without further, uh, help from the not that we wouldn't appreciate for the help from uh ffi but you know even without that we have stuff we can do with it yeah that'd be great i guess i think that was about all we had to discuss tonight so i guess okay anything else you wanted to bring up or no, I'm just excited that um, I don't know if we mentioned it at the top, but that campaign three is free and um, campaign two is now free and everything's just free, free. <laughs> and um, and that's great. So now everybody has access to this on well, on Steam, at least campaign three. Um, and it's just exciting. I'm excited to to keep playing and um, maybe my perspective will change on everything that we just talked about. So <laughs> uh, that's exciting. You'll start agreeing with me on uh, spirit weapons about next on, on, on spirit weapons later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, as a reminder, it will be out on consoles uh, in shortly after the new year. So we've been told. Um, but I, I kind of trust them because they said it, at this point it was just nin- or you know uh, companies in general looking over it. So yeah, I think that was all we had for tonight. So uh, feel free. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, feel free to get into contact uh, with us or to give us any kind of input. Uh, you can email us at hobbitbytes at gmail.com. Uh, we, have a dis- we have a Discord, which I'll go ahead and stick a link in the description to the episode and wherever I post it uh, to Discord in whichever other Discords mm-hmm. we're in. Um, and also, I highly recommend checking out Bagshot Row. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have a Twitch channel that I've been oh, streaming. Yeah. Um, intermittent. Sorry, I forgot uh, that's just Hobbit Bites, Hobbit underscore Bites, and that's been synced to a YouTube channel, which doesn't have a, a, a specific URL because when you're new to YouTube, you just have a bunch of numbers and letters that go at the end of the URL. So just type in Hobbit Bites, and it's pretty young right now, um, but I'm gonna be porting over all the videos that I stream, and um, yeah, hopefully I'll update the community on a on a set time. But for now, it's just whenever I yeah. can. So that's where I'm, what I'm doing. So I guess that'll be it for tonight. I think. So we'll be seeing y'all in two weeks. Any last words, any parting words? 
You always said last words. That would have been parting is such sweet sorrow. That's my that's my okay. final parting words. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, bye.